Hi, this is Tricia Lewis and welcome to the Make It Real podcast aimed at small business owners to help you build your business without selling your soul. I've walked the walk, my guests have walked the walk and now we're all talking the talk from branding, content creation, marketing to fear sorting and real you unsquashing so many insights and tips. So stay tuned. There's anybody out there who's a bit weird about promoting themselves. Um, I think you need to just put everything down and listen to this and you're going to get some proper tips. Okay. I mean, I could say if you're an introvert, but then you might not necessarily want to put that label on you. Who cares? It's just, if you just feel a bit weird about self-promotion, full stop. I also would like the guys to hang around for this episode um, because one way or another, even if we're talking about things that are specific to females, then guys, you should get to get inside females' minds because that's a really good good tool. It's a really good skill to have that makes you kind of special. And also you've got a bit of female in you, haven't you? So let, let's let's not get picky about this. Anyway, long story short, I've got Gemma Stowe today. And Gemma is all about helping you get visible, helping you self-promote. She goes into companies and really does um, help them sort of develop their female talent in particular. So self-promotion and visibility expert, that's got to be a great conversation. Um, So let's just get going. Gemma, hello. Hello, it's so good to be here. What an introduction. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Um, you You're you're up north, aren't you? (laughs) I am up north. I live in York, in the UK, um, and it's quite nice this morning. You know, it is. It's, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not north. <laughs> I, I. Yeah, we won't do any stereotypes at all. Um, so you're up north now. Have you always been? Um, what York, Leeds? I know. Knows you worked in Leeds. So is is that your sort of born and bred? Yeah, I was born in a little village called Tombadon, actually, which is on the border between Yorkshire and Lancashire. A lot of my family, my mum and dad's family are from Manchester. So I'm, I am more of a Lancashire lass, but shh, don't tell anybody because <laughs> when you live in Yorkshire, that's not the, the done thing. But um, I've been here since university. I came to York to go to uni and I just love it. It's an amazing city and I've got so many friends and family here now. Yeah, yeah. When all this stuff is over, I must go and visit it properly. Um, It it is a a lovely city. So in terms of, um, obviously, you were born, you grew up, you went to school, you did all those kind of reasonably normal things. At what stage then did you set up on your own? And what what led you to take this kind of um, focus? Well, it's really interesting because my career really started when I was a probation officer um, and I did that for about seven years and I loved it. It was great work, uh, great people to work with. And it was, I guess for me, it was all about changing behavior. That's what I'm obsessed with and unlocking potential in people who don't believe it's there. Um, but then I had my daughter, I started a family and uh, decided I wanted to work for myself and thought, how am I going to do that? Um, and I started working with, I, I built this alternative education center in Leeds basically out of this three and a half thousand square foot dusty dirty full of cobwebs warehouse and um yeah and eight years on from that we'd built this amazing center for young people who are on the verge of being excluded from school right so it was about unlocking their potential and I had a team of staff and it was incredible we won an award um 
had an amazing reputation and we you know we touched the lives of over 350 young people which I'm so proud of that time but I guess looking back at that time and the reason I do the work I do now is because I realized I was hiding I was hiding a lot behind the scenes I kind of convinced myself I was better behind the scenes and I got all my staff to go out and do the things I didn't necessarily want to do but were fundamental to business like selling promoting networking all those things I was like no that's not for me um and I got them to do it and and looking back now I realized that actually no one could do it as well as I could do it you know you your passion is your passion and no one can sell your ideas as well as you and so I've been on this amazing journey and now I help female leaders to really step into their spotlight and own their expertise and not be behind the scenes Mm. and I love it Oh, that's such a good story. Oh, that's that. No, that is from that. All the link that you did there from the probation to the helping youngsters. And yeah, you should be rightly proud of that work. That's amazing. I've done a teeny little bit of it um, with mentoring and and what have you. Um, I've also, as a parent, been on the (laughs) side of um, having one of those. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really valuable work. Amazing. I know you can't, you can't help everybody, but at least if you're there, which I think is important to know, because I don't think we need to paint a picture of this kind of shiny world where every single person who, you know, has got potential unlocked is going to unlock it because sometimes it's unlockable you know whatevs the whole thing about taking a was it taking a horse to you can take a horse to the water but you can't make it drink thank you (laughs) and it's so clear you know and I found that a lot working in probation as well and and with young people but I guess it's giving them opportunities and Mm. and opening doors that maybe necessarily wouldn't be open them and then they'd walk through I guess absolutely open the door that's 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 the key so this whole silly thing <laughs> it's not silly it's human and you say that all the time it's, it's human that we've got and uh, about self-promotion and you see i said that at the beginning about introvert and, and sort of made it all nice and vague because um you know because we've all got a bit of everything in us and uh, you know and it's the same old story I mean I'm an actor you know so people assume that I'm extrovert blah blah of course you're not <laughs> you know there are times especially when I first started setting up on my own that it really really hit me a lot you know and I really was exhausted after doing networking events and all the rest of it so um so what what number one what is it? What, I mean, if we were in America, say, maybe we wouldn't feel quite like this, regardless of introvert, extrovert. I don't know. Is it, it partly a society thing? This, mm. Yeah, so like the lack of self-promotion, you mean? Society. Yeah. I guess so. And I think it's the way we're brought up. It's our belief systems about the world, about ourselves, about others. Um, the introverted, extrovert thing. I am a proud introvert, you know, I am more introverted. Um, and looking back, that was probably the reason why I didn't want to do the networking or the selling or presenting because it meant me putting myself in the spotlight um, having the attention. And I wasn't that fussed about that. Um, but as I've, as I've gone on my journey and the work that I do now and speaking to more women who are in similar positions, I guess what I've learned about that is that self-awareness is key and that you can play to your own strengths you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And I think that's key really, because you don't have to be the loudest in the room to be heard. Um, 
and I talk about this a lot, I bang on about this a lot because it's so important to find that because so many women have said to me, you know, I feel like I have to wear a mask to work and they have to be somebody else, somebody they're not. And, that's and that must be exhausting in itself, right? It must be. Um, and I talk a lot about, you know, low energy, high energy and just finding what's right for you. But coming back to what you said about a society thing, I think there's a lot of research and it's, and it's global. And I've, seen, I've read a lot of research around self-promotion and gender and if there's a gap. Um, and it's almost like women want to belong. They want to fit in and don't want to rock the boat, don't want to step on toes, um, people pleasing, that kind of thing. And, and we want to belong and we don't want to be on the outside. So we'll do whatever it takes. And I think when you're looking at self-promotion, it's almost like you're stepping outside of the norm. And that's the bit that, I, that's the myth really I want to bust. That's what I'm on a mission to do. Good, let's bust it. I love that. I really, really love that. Okay. So yeah, women want to belong. Yeah. I, I mean, no, it, number one, it's a human thing anyway, the whole tribe thing and out in the wilderness and blah, blah, and conformity. And, you know, we are pretty wired for that and in group thinking all of that lovely stuff. But yeah, it, it, women seem to um, have this extra layer. So this, this could be, this could be because of our function in life. I don't know all these things, you know, that go on with our sort of physical and, and wiring and all the rest of it. But yeah, so women don't want to step outside. They want to belong. Um, and then there's this sense of what it means to belong. And do you ever talk about the kind of emperor's new clothes part of all this? The, the sort of everybody's feeling something, but nobody's saying it. So everybody's going along, you know, with the idea that you've got to be the loudest in the room or whatever. So, yeah, go on, go on, bust, bust away. <laughs> 100%. I mean, when I'm doing some group coaching work with companies, it's so amazing to see women like start to be a little bit vulnerable and start sharing and then the other women going, yeah, me too. Um, and, and the power and the change that occurs just from that happening is incredible. So it's almost like we're taking the belonging and the nurturing and the fitting in into a different way. So we, we're making it so let's talk about things, let's be vulnerable, let's share and then grow strength from there rather than doing it the other way, which is what I mentioned before, which was like, um, I've got to look like I fit in. I've got to be someone else. I've got to wear that mask. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So having the conversations, great first, oh, absolutely massive. Because you're so right. How many people say, oh, oh, I never, re I've had this happen to me a lot. Oh, oh, I never thought you felt like that. Oh my gosh. No, I feel like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I see it. I see what's really powerful is when we've got women in groups where maybe there are more senior leaders in there and then they open up and share um and other other members of staff are like wow i see you as this confident woman superwoman who i could probably never be you know and and the, yes they're role models we have role models in in companies in society but not always it doesn't always have a positive impact you know some people think they can never reach that or um they're telling themselves that that's not who they are when actually we break down those barriers women are like, oh my God, you feel like this too. You have self-doubt. You don't believe you can get to the next stage. Oh my God, maybe it is real for me. Maybe it is possible. And that's yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, and of course, and, and the guys chip in as well, given, given the opportunity, they are absolutely right up there saying, well, that is kind of how I feel too. Um, totally, totally. And there's, yeah. you know, there's more companies doing more male allyship work, which I think is so important. I urge all guys to get involved with this because I just know it's going to make a change and we've all got to do it together if we're going to close that gender pay gap which is yeah. what I'm passionate about, yeah. Yeah, oh God, yeah, and I am still slightly in shock that I'm, I must be living in a slight bubble because obviously I'm running my own business, I'm doing my own thing, I've been self-employed forever and ever and ever and ever, um, and not in places that I would immediately spot any gap at all. So I hear it, I read it, I'm still slightly aghast that it still exists, but, but it does. It does. And, you know, there's talk of it can take in up to 100 years to actually change. And I'm like, no, I can't wait that long. I'm sorry. I've got, I've got children. I've got a daughter and a son who need this to be different. And we need that equity everywhere. So. What, do you, what do you think this, uh, just to slightly sidetrack, but really on exactly the same topic. So, when it, so self-promotion also, side by side to that, goes asking for money, doesn't it? And, yeah. and, and so does this, so if we take it away from, if you're, obviously if you're working in a company, you, you've got to sort your pay rises up and the gender gap and all the rest of it. If you're working for yourself, um, you, you're asking your clients to pay you money and you have to put that money up sometimes. And these kind of things as you get more experience. And, and I am absolutely useless at this personally, absolutely useless. Um, so is what is going on what's going on there and is that a particularly um female thing yeah i think 100 percent, and it links to self-promotion it's about owning your expertise mm. and, and and really i mean it'd need them picking but it'll be around values and values that term gets thrown around a lot but it's so important it's like the foundation because it's basically what we believe and i see values are as a bit like magnets they can push and pull us in different ways. So core values, for example, I had a client whose core value was loyalty, which is a great value to have. Of course it is. But actually, when we started talking about it and look, digging a little deeper, we found that that was keeping her stuck. It was keeping her where she didn't want to be anymore because it was so strong. So there's so much work to do in that, like almost going back a step and going right. And then and looking at, so for example, you said about not wanting to wrap put your prices up there's something around that that you could probably pick up on and, and see what that's got what's going on really oh I love that push and pull idea that oh that makes so much sense because you yeah you're right loyalty that sounds like a perfect thing who wouldn't want to be loyal but but yes you can see the tipping point between that and um keep being stuck yeah and, and staying still and all the rest oh my gosh brilliant so Let's think about something very, very sort of practical, okay? Because this is one of those topics, that, and you'll probably have to come back, Gemma, because I, I feel that we could dig into so much stuff here, okay? And I want your, I want, I want your stuff. I want it. So, um, let's just think about this networking in the world that we currently exist in, um, where pretty much everything's online. Okay, so. So there we are as the kind of person that doesn't particularly want to just actually just re re thingy rewind one minute wanting attention that alone is a sort of um a bit of language that doesn't help us because because if i thought every time that i do a video or stand on a stage or anything else that it was about me wanting attention 
I would run a million miles in the opposite direction because I would see that as a really negative thing. Okay. Um, so sometimes we have to be careful, don't we, about language. Does, does that make sense? So it's not yeah. about wanting attention. It's about giving value. Yeah. But people see self-promotion as a dirty word and that they people, you know, it's about attention seeking. It's about me, 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 look at me, I'm showing off. But actually, it's not about that. Like you just said, it's about reframing it. So getting on a stage, it's about the audience. That's why you're there. It's not about you. Um, and, and it's about changing that perspective, I think. I speak to so many women who are like, I just don't want to talk about myself all the time. I don't want to be the center of attention. Um, my boss should notice the good work that I'm doing. I shouldn't have to go and tell them about it. And actually, yeah, I agree. That would be amazing to be in that world, but it's not. And we need to, you know, take some control back and say, right, what can I do to showcase what I'm good at and the impact that I have? I love that. Yes, absolutely. So back to that. That's great. See, there again, I could dig into that for the next hour. So let's just go back to, we're, we're there in Zoom or Teams land, okay, now. And there we go with a lot of little squares and whatever. Or maybe it's a smaller sort of scenario where there's maybe eight or ten little squares. Um, and we're just thinking, what I really want to do is put my video off <laughs> and, and just sit and listen. I don't, I don't like this. So give us, give us some sort of, reframes on all of this okay it's interesting because i think the first thing you got to do is decide what you like to do because if you don't like doing something you'll have no motivation to do it so if networking for you is your idea of hell then i'd suggest looking at a different way of connecting with people um and and, and try different things and see where you excel um, so, for example, I, I do specialise in working more introvert personalities for this very reason, because they don't want the attention. That's what they come and say to me. I don't want to be the centre of attention. I don't, I'm not the kind of person who will knock on someone's office door and say, hi, jazz hands. Um, or shout up at meetings, you know, they, they sit back, they reflect, they're listening in. So it's about finding different ways that work for you. So regarding the networking online, because we're all doing that now, um, you know, if it's not for you, then can you network through LinkedIn instead? You know, I, I, I see LinkedIn as a big, I mean, you might not be on LinkedIn. If you're not, you should be. I don't work, I don't work for LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm not on commission, but it's a great <laughs> platform to meet people, right? I know that's how we've met. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's almost, I see it as a big event anyway. And then yeah. the difference is you're not put on the spot. You get to choose who you want to connect with. You get to choose how you engage, what, what you're going to say. Um, but if you do like networking events or you think I want to get better at that, I want to do more, I feel like I connect better on a one-to-one face-to-face, then choose the networking event carefully. You know, that's important too, to be surrounded with people who you're going to get on with, you know, who you're going to be able to be yourself with and start there. And I think there's some networking events are, are great that actually they go into breakout rooms. So it's a one-on-one. So find those, you know, rather than having to put yourself in this room full of 30 people, little boxes all staring at you and you saying, oh, this is what I do. You know, if that's your idea of hell, don't do it. Don't do it. Do other things first. That's what I say. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely fine. And, and um, oh, it's this not being 
it's funny i know jazz hands gets used as a as a it's kind of gone into vernacular hasn't it now it's quite interesting because as a performer uh entertainer actor singer done a bit of cabaret in my time i i kind of to me jazz hands is more something kind of creative that you do as part of your but yeah i i i get it people understand that it's about sort of hey here i am here i am um I mean, when, I, when I'm talking to people, it's sort of quieter people about making an impact with an audience, say, in a talk or a presentation. So, you know, I, I, they don't seem to understand the power of, of quietness. You know, they, they just, they, they've been pretty much brainwashed into thinking that's not how you engage somebody. And yet, when you see it, when you're on the other end of it and you feel it, you're getting drawn in by this slower, quieter, calmer sort of approach, a bit of a story maybe. Um, it's magical, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, and I see people, you know, so many people say, oh, I've got to speak up in meetings. I've got to, and actually I've seen meetings where maybe the, the most, most senior person is a woman, is more introverted, and they just sit quiet. And they listen, they soak it up. And then when they speak, they really speak. And they say something meaningful. It has impact. They have that presence they want. So you can do it. You can do it. It's just about practice. And it's about, you know, really tuning into what you can do best and then building that self-belief around it. I love that. And, and also, you know, you often as a quieter person, you're often better at being present. Not, not better, that's a stupid, I'm not saying louder people can't be present. We can all be present, but they could, that could be a quality that you've got in, in bucket loads that perhaps you're undervaluing. So the listening thing is so crucial, isn't it? Exactly. Because if you're talking, you're not listening. Um, so the less you talk, the more you're listening. So getting that balance. So having all different personalities around the table is really important. It's so important because if you're a listener and no one else is talking, then it's not going to work. So you do need to have that balance. I really believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you can, you can come in with a killer, killer couple of sentences amongst all this noise and, um, uh, and you've done that because you're listening, listening, listening. But but the minute you start going into your own head, starting to think, oh, God, I don't know what to say. And, oh, God, everybody else is saying. Then you're not going to be able to take advantage of that lovely moment. So being present, listening, think of it as a great skill and, and use it. I'm really conscious that you've got to uh, get your, your, I think, is it your young lad off to yeah. school? You see, this is life, listeners. Life, life happens. Um, and Gemma is just a, just a real human being who has to do yeah. some life stuff. <laughs> That's true. I am. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I am desperate to make sure people know about things that they can get involved with, with you and, you know, where to connect with you and all the rest of it. Um, oh, come connect with me on LinkedIn. Cause that's where I love to be. It's a great place to, to connect. Um, um, and I've got a website, gemmastore.com. So check me out there. I've got a podcast too. Uh, yes. No more hiding, which is fab. I love it. I've had some great guests, um, some, you know, amazing women and guys and just talking about the importance of being visible, you know, and, and career progression and being able to really showcase your work, step into it, own it. Um, and I love, I love that. I love to see women do that. It's incredible. 
Mm, no more hiding. Where, where, um, is that podcast on your website? It is, yeah. You can find it from there or on Apple, iTunes. It's on uh, all the... All the... It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. Yeah, all that malarkey. I'm everywhere. Yeah. I want to talk. I want the... <laughs> Yeah, you're visible. She's visible. Um, oh, this is great. Yes. Um, and I look forward to being a guest on your podcast. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, that, listeners, is what we call <laughs> stepping promotion. into the spotlight. <laughs> that is totally self-promotion. I love it. I did it. Um, so, yeah, this is the... I think you're going to come back because the, there's some things I'd like to really dig down um, on that fascinate me will fascinate our listeners and i know that you're going to give us so much good input but you've already um given us loads so thank you so so much Gemma. and um and Gemma's told us that even although she's um in the north of the uk it's actually not raining it's not raining yeah and it's quite warm yeah although so we don't out yet so we'll find out but um it looks all right i like a mor- i like mornings i'm a morning person so yeah really now but um, yeah well no i think i think our morning energy has been really good yeah it's it's been this has been an early um podcast interview and i think yeah we we both matched each other on energy there although i did have a coffee um so <laughs> obviously i need at least three before lunch <laughs> Have a fabulous day and we will speak again very soon. Thank you so much. It's been great. Take action. Try this one small step. Have a think about the push and pull of your values. Like Gemma was talking and gave the example of loyalty, which, yeah, it's a great thing. But could it also be a thing that was holding you back when it shouldn't be? So just do a little brainstorm on your values and see if there isn't a bit of push and pull going on. And yeah. Listen again. Tell people about it. Go over to iTunes and leave me a review and scatter some stars around. And head over to TrishaLewis.com investigation report tab and sign up for my twice monthly newsletter with podcast updates and a whole load of extra treats that only you will get. And connect with me on LinkedIn and on Instagram would be my favourites. Look forward to the next episode. Never be ready.